Today, this episode is with Leah Capitelli, a lady who has extraterrestrial contact ever since she was young. Asher projects with her friend Mesoreth at extraterrestrial, and they go to hot spots like the moon, where they see all types of extraterrestrial beings. And we also have Jordan Ashton, a hypnotherapist and life coach who has also healed someone's leg with hypnotherapy. Hey! Hi! Hello. Oh, hi. How's it going? Uh, greetings from Australia. <laughs> oh, good evening. <laughs> How's it going, everyone? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? I'm from Florida, Jacksonville. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm I'm from Melbourne, so it's very. It must be very warm where you are. I'm very jealous. <laughs> oh, can we swap, please? Because <laughs> we've been in cold for years. I'm not even joking about that. We have been in perpetual winter for almost two years since lockdowns. Seriously, it's crazy. That sounds so, miserable. It's hard. Don't come here, guys. <laughs> Don't come here. <laughs> That's really advice. I definitely won't be making a trip out there anytime soon. <laughs> thank you for coming to the podcast. I just want to say thank you so much. We're very grateful to have you. Oh, thank you for inviting me. I'm sorry I haven't you know, gotten back to you uh, earlier, but it's just been it's been absolutely havoc over here. Uh, you know, doing the online conferences now, doing the workshops. Yeah. It's just been it's just been very intense. But we're here now. That's the main thing. So, yes. um, but then, yeah, thank now. you for extending that offer. I really appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> I love your energy. It's so bubbly. It's refreshing. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's nighttime and I'm a creature of the night. So it kind of helps uh, kind of invading this the whole, yeah. whole thing, you know. Being referred to as a bit of a vampire. So I'm like, all right, I, I'll take it, you know. So I heard yeah. that you do astral projection and you do you yes. communicate the extraterrestrial. I'm all here yes. for it. I'm open to it. I love it. So uh, <laughs> tell, tell us about some of the experiences. Like I really want to know about the messages that they mm-hmm. might share that we should know. I know that they have uh, their brain capacity is higher than ours. It's definitely different. Um, depending, I suppose, on who you talk to, it can be um, either h- higher or lower. But I mean, it, the ones that I've been in contact with, mm-hmm. I would probably consider to be higher than the average human, shall we say? Yeah. 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 I know there's people here who have like they're like still aware that they have the star seed here. Like they'll be mm-hmm. human, but also still be alien. So when they're in their dreams, mm-hmm. they'll still teleport to their star seed planet and communicate yeah. with their kind still so is that mm-hmm. what what you are it's similar but i wouldn't quite say exactly the same so in my experience i simply actually project or i call it actually traveling and i go on many journeys around the cosmos really and sometimes even around earth just poking yeah. my head through various doors <laughs> and holes and being like what's going on over here so my contact experiences started when i was very young a child i've had probably a handful of physical encounters Counters, but predominantly it's been astral or telepathic in nature or psychic in nature. Uh, and it's an interesting thing about the physical encounter sort of not being as abundant as the altar because it wasn't until in my later years, I actually, I asked them about, like I asked my contact like Mesreth and Ataji-san and, you know, my mob, I asked them, so why aren't you, because you know, when you're young, you want to have, be like, oh, come hang out with me. I want to hug you. I yeah. want to touch you, you know? And they said, because there's an element of danger, because they don't want to run the risk of getting themselves in any kind of physical danger. Not that they really would, I can't imagine, but they don't want to risk that not just for themselves, but also for myself, because apparently there is some, I'm not saying that I'm being surveyed or anything of the sort, but I'm just saying that certain groups are keeping an eye on, on ET activity, which they don't yeah. want to be encountering. So, and, and of course, I mean, it's a bitter pill to swallow, but you know, yeah. 
I can't make them do whatever I want. You know, if I could, I mean, I'd be like a god. You know, I would want to be like, I have all the power, but no, no, it doesn't, doesn't work that way. It's not reality. I know there's a lot of people in our current society, I think that there's a lot of suppression of the information about surrounding ETs. I personally believe that they are trying to make it, make it as if ETs are evil. I think that that's like a game within the game is like even with like the space force if the ets are intelligent as we know that they are they could wipe mm. out the planet if they wanted to oh yeah yeah oh, so yeah, like 100 mm -hmm. so what do you think about since you've already had contact with ets what has been your experience about the energy that you've experienced have did you ever feel like a negative energy or has it always been no. positive it's been it's been mostly positive and when i say mostly i've had kind of like scary encounters not with et's though i've been in kind of in unusual situations which involved me coming to particular creepy places but there was no et involved in those particular events so majority of my experiences have been overall positive they're people too so it's kind of yeah. you know it's all you're not going to make friends with everybody uh, I, in fact i actually i have been in contact with a particular group for for over a decade now some of them are still quite guarded uh, they don't i don't want to press them but uh they're they're still a little bit standoffish my experience with the more negativity uh, I don't like to kind of um, over, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I, I can appreciate that there are other contactees or other starseeds who have had negative experiences. And I completely understand that. And I don't want to discount. I don't want to invalidate their experiences because it's their own. It's their personal uh, history. Um, however, um, from my experience, even though it may, one may consider to be very unusual and almost frightening. I've never felt frightened because there was always intent behind it. So going back to the original question, I remember uh, asked before, uh, what is the main message? And the main message and that was repeated to me when I was becoming older is we are here to act, to uplift you, not just myself, of course, but as people, as humans, because they want us to get to a certain point, we can move past our squabbles, Yes. Um, over fairly low, quote unquote, lowly issues, mm -hmm. lowly problems, and um, actually come up into the interstellar community where they are. And not to say that it's a perfect utopian society, it isn't, but it it's important if we if we don't fix the stuff that we have going on over here, they are afraid, as I think we all are afraid, if we... <laughs> continue down this path there's not much of a future so they have this investment they want yeah. to help us get to a better better position better place and also just simple curiosity as well it's not just you know it's not just this singular goal it's it's a it's many different goals many different mm -hmm. interests and the ones the the group that i'm in contact with they have a sort of a goal of compassion and also just curiosity uh because you know it's it's like we're different and you know they are, they're all different they're like what well, makes you so special what makes you so unique let's have a chat you know so it's kind of like <laughs> so it, it's it's this sort of um interest in um in combination on an exchange of uh thoughts and ideas and and resources because they believe that the purpose of life is to learn which i think many of us can agree with yes i agree 
yeah yeah um and and how can you learn if you are constantly walled off and you're sitting in the same circle in the same yeah. room for the rest of your existence you, you can't yes. grow without having interaction with outside yeah it's just understanding your purpose uh, understanding your life understanding your greater purpose in the universe mm -hmm. that's why some of them are definitely involved with us here and i again i i, I cannot understand how I, much i appreciate a lot of people who have had these negative experiences and have been you know and i again i can see why ets would be painted in such a negative light because they're so different and sometimes they can yeah. look really creepy believe me i've seen some creepy looking guys <laughs> <laughs> like arachnids guys there are arachnid types like spiders yeah they well they look like spider okay all right, uh, all right. we're gonna be here for a while trust <laughs> so um i i couldn't have been older than like 15 years, 15 years old. And I was actually traveling with my main contact, Mesrith. And we came to a, a particular base, this the structure where there was a whole bunch of uh, ETs around. Um, and it was on the moon. And yes. um, there was like Part all these different, yeah, 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 that's yep. it. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I remember just seeing like a, a, a sea of all these different types of faces, all these different bodies, all these different looks and just, it was just so rich. And I'm like, oh my God, like the, the, the diversity was, it, it, I was, I was excited and elated, but at the same time, I'm like, oh my God, like there was, there were beings there. I, I didn't even, I couldn't even imagine existed and they were here, they were right in front of me. And I remember, <laughs> I remember this, being walking kind of walking past um four legs um four arms wow. <laughs> like yeah yeah a torso but a torso and like a large backside uh, and like you know a bit of a torso a bit of a chest here um and this kind of like strange looking head it didn't look like it had a neck um but this head kind of fused in with a torso and eight eyes around and I'm just like <laughs> and I'm just like looking I'm like what the you know and then, and and it's it kind of like looked at me I'm not sure like which eye was like looking at me I was like oh okay um and I remember there were dark like a like a deep brown black kind kind of eyes and I remember Mez was looking at me it's like stop staring it's free <laughs> and I'm like why didn't you warn me yeah. You know, it was it was like yeah. Well, in fact, it was that that was his fault. So <laughs> wait, wait. You said that you were with somebody. Oh yes, uh, one of my uh, ET contacts, Mesrith. He was the one who was taking me up that night, and he was he was the one who was showing me. He's an ET as well, yeah. So he was the okay. one who was showing me these these places, and that's where I had that encounter. Okay, <laughs> I, really have, I saw him. You know. So tell me, what does that process look like? when somebody takes Special you up travel? like from start to finish like um i would say i have a degree of control with astral uh traveling or projection i probably have about 15 percent worth of control so not that much however when i am so what usually takes place i have to be in complete kind of relaxed state i am almost as if I'm going to sleep. And it usually happens when I'm asleep, uh, when my physical body is asleep. And by the time I, I just sort of somehow slip already into my astral body, uh, and I'm not 100% aware of it all of the time, with the exception of a couple of times where I was actually somewhat conscious when I was slipping into my astral body, but that those are very rare times. It's the 
side note, the problem is with astral traveling is that um, if you get too, because it's a very intense experience for, for me anyway, um, and if it gets, if it becomes too intense, for lack of a better word, it wakes me up. It kind of pushes uh. me because my heart starts racing and it completely kind of nullifies the entire process. So in a way, I have to kind of not think about it not intend to do it, just sort of let the process happen on its own. I love the topic. Like that's actually what got me into spirituality, knowing that we're just like energy and consciousness and we can just travel wherever you want. I love that so much. So Mm -hmm. I heard a couple of things I kind of want to run through you if you ever experienced. One is Area 51. They say there's a barricade kind of on it, Mm -hmm. like a a force field where people can't get in. Yep. Uh, I, I, as in actually penetrating through that barrier. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you mentioned that I I do have an experience with something similar. I, I remember once I, I think I couldn't have been, I think I was probably about 19, maybe 20. So it was quite some time ago. I was actually traveling, doing my thing. When I came, I, I don't really remember where it was. I do. I think I was in the, in the States and uh, I was in this facility. I remember already being inside it and it was kind of like the impression I get it was it was sort of underground and I remember kind of like following these two guys um these two people in suits like in these sort of hazmat suits in these blue hazmat suits plastic plastic clothes and I'm just sort of following them through the through this corridor which was lined with plastic sheeting as well and I'm just sort of following them and they can't see me and mind you by this point I had become very accustomed to actual projection and I understood that um some beings could see me as oh I definitely knew humans could not see me so I felt pretty safe following these two guys (laughs) so um, I'm like oh whatever let's see what's happening here this is pretty spooky right so I'm following through and they came across this sort of uh, vault door. They both put their um, hands, one hand each, on these buttons on the side to open. They did it synchronized to open the doors. And I remember kind of like, like what the hell's going on here? And I'm like following through. And there was this big chamber. There was like a like a pit, uh, like a look like a metal pit in the center of the room with all these bodies in there. Now, it was very very alarming to see because I saw these bodies they they never they were moving and they were kind of like wriggling around but they were not alive they did not have a mind they did not have consciousness it was almost as if they were just body parts in the shape of humanoids they didn't look human but they were like they looked like they were artificially created just there was just something very off like there was nothing they didn't look like they were born put it that way uh-huh. they didn't look like they were ever lived so um i'm watching these guys grab a uh, a tube out of the wall and they kind of like put it over one of the over the railings where the where the that was aligning around the pit <laughs> and they switched something on and all this white powder came like sort of billowing out of the of the opening and I'm like what the hell I don't know what the context is I still don't I don't know what was going on they were just dumping all this white powder and these creatures in this in this pit were wriggling like very violently now shaking um and the longer I watched I realized oh they were being gassed or they were dying you know this white powder that was falling on their skin it was somehow killing them right and eventually they stopped moving. Um, and I remember like 
when they stopped moving, that's when I felt alarms going off. And it was kind of like this sort of like static kind of shock kind of hit my astral body, which I had not experienced prior to this point, especially not on earth, let me tell you. And I felt like, oh my God, they, some, someone, something knows I'm here didn't make sense to me at the time because I'm in my astral body how could humans know anything about you know like especially like you know these seeming scientists I thought they were scientists how would they know and immediately I just I, I sort of pissed on out of there I believe they somehow detected my presence there I don't know how um but that was probably one of the most creepiest I would say experiences um yeah and and you know when it comes to the whole like presenting ETs as a as a negative for humans i do believe that these creatures in this pit may have had at some point or attempted uh to be kind of like a role for that because they almost look like they they were organic but they were machines uh like mm. just machines like they were as if they you you know like um like a programmable toy or whatever it is just to clarify mm-hmm. so what i'm hearing you say is, is it's kind of like they were like actual flesh and bone but they were like yes. straight up npcs like not yes like 100 npcs so when when um i am in my astral body you well this is not just me but for a lot of other people who also have had similar experiences with their astral traveling they talk about how their senses tend to be more heightened like you can see more you can hear more you can feel more all at the same time encompassing and um you can just read energy far more into things around you than Mm -hmm. say your conventional physical senses can and when i was looking at these creatures in this pit yes i could see that they were flesh and blood and bone but there was no life in them like they were not mm. alive you know yeah. they were not they were not even like trees you know it was like they were something yeah it's creepy and um yeah actually i i don't believe i've really spoken much about that um so thank you for bringing it up really because um it it feel it was a very unusual experience because i i I still wonder to this day what was the point of me seeing that like did i just stumble upon it that i I don't know but there you go maybe (laughs) maybe maybe it was solely to share it on this podcast for the right person to be able to see it yeah they're doing something underground that we just need to be aware of the crazier the better yeah so (laughs) me and jordan want to astro project together sometime soon i've personally Mm -hmm. um meditated consciously and almost got there but i spooked myself out i vibrated Uh, like i was completely still couldn't move like at all vibrated i was like okay eyes flickering i'm like okay it's about to happen Mm -hmm. and then i got Mm -hmm. scared because the eyes flickering so i opened my eyes and you know, I also yeah. almost got there through dreaming, which is it felt like a suction cup kind of. Have you ever felt that? A suction, yeah. like you're suctioning yeah. out in your dream. That okay, so I'm on the right path. Yeah. Good. Okay. That 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 is what, yeah, that that's a it's a very, very similar to my experience as well. And um, remember the two time well, the couple of times I've had um almost full conscious recollection of when I of the process of actual traveling. Um, it was that vibration state. It was um, uh, when I'm in this sort of relaxed state. And the problem is I have to, do, because of what you were saying before, how you get kind of like all amped up and kind of you're gonna, you, you can almost scare yourself or you get too excited. My, my problem is I get too excited. Um, <laughs> um, I, I vibrate, I, I, I felt that sort of vibration sense. 
sometimes happens is I feel like my consciousness sort of like falls to the very back of my head and I kind of get lodged in there sometimes I kind of like oh, oh god damn it I'm stuck again please you know I remember one time I managed to sort of like I uh, slip sort of like slither myself out of the crown of my head that was a very interesting night and I remember I was lying down horizontal on my back and I had my head facing the wall which was facing the garden right behind me and I remember just slipping out of my head and I'm looking up at the ceiling and going through the wall and I can see stars I'm like oh hell yeah I did it (laughs) I'm in in control and then the following night when I try to do it again I'm like I can't do it (laughs) I can't do it (laughs) let me ask you this so like for someone that's just starting out what do you think is like, well, I just use an analogy, you know, if somebody were to want to start playing basketball, they wouldn't just start shooting three pointers. They had started like the base level. Well, how would you explain the beginning stages to a five-year-old? Hey, what's the first step that you can do? I can appreciate that everybody's different, but the consensus is you have to be in a semi-relaxed state or at least as relaxed as physically and uh, mentally as possible. Sort of allowing the natural pro. So here's the thing, humans already actually project we just sometimes don't always have cognitive or conscious sorry memory of when we're doing it you just sort of let the natural process sort of happen um when you are intending to project you kind of start feeling you uh, you know you start almost analyzing what's what's going on and you can you know you, you when you really try to focus in your mind's eye of separating or slipping out of like um Mm -hmm. like a tube or Or like your body yeah, like exactly. Girl, climbing a ladder. Exactly, climbing a ra- ladder. Whatever, uh, whatever you. Uh, that's my best advice: is to imagine you doing a, a physical activity uh, that is a metaphor of you actually slipping out of your vessel, your body, whatever you want to call it. Uh-huh. Um, because that has that seemed to have helped me in some of my uh, attempts to actually project. Now. What happens then is this interesting activation of this vibration. Now, what I noticed is kind of like my mind starts to almost vibrate and like there's like almost as if it's disconnecting from my physical body. There's this kind of energy that's being just sucked up and in inside all up into my into my head. And then I can just sort of feel it just sort of like dislodging, like you're almost like slipping mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. And, but there's a problem at after this point, you can almost you can almost feel yourself like being you're not even part of your body anymore. But here's the here's yes. the, the following hurdle I'm still I'm still struggling with even to this day, is that, that because I'm still too present and I'm still too focused and I'm still too excited. Um that still prevents me from fully successfully repeating that mm-hmm. process and I was saying about how I went through the wall there um, mm-hmm. and I suppose you kind of have to you can't force it that's that's the problem and I know it's not much it's not much of a helpful advice but it's a natural process that happens um, yeah. so as long so what I've started doing as of late in the last several years um, I sort of like let myself hit that vibrational state and then, and then I'm like, all right, let it go. 
just let it go. Don't do anything. Don't think about it. Don't, don't observe. Just, just let it, let it, let it do its, let it do its thing. 50% of the time it becomes successful. I do actually actually travel. Um, but sometimes it's not, um, it just, it, it really depends. And also I noticed if I'm in physical pain, like if I had an injury or whatever it is, it kind of locks me in. So, you know, or if I'm sick as well, if I have like a cold, like a flu, whatever it is. It Any major physical in. sensation. Yes, yeah, that sort of holds you, anchors you into your body too much. It can actually be right. an inhibitor. So um, just like these little things I've picked up over time. Um, now, actually, there is something, something important I want to say about that in regards to astral projection. When you actually manage to achieve that point, how do you distinguish astral projection versus dreams <laughs> that's what i was gonna ask yeah so this is um probably one of the most important pieces of advice i've ever received um in regards to astral projection from my guide mesrith he told me that to be able to distinguish like one one of the processes to distinguish um between the two because we also dream but we also actually project, but how can you tell, uh, is being able to summon or, or, or to imagine something that is physically impossible. Let me explain. So let's just say you find yourself in a room of some kind, right? Like you're in a living room or a kitchen or whatever it is. And you kind of are somewhat self-aware, but you're still not 100% sure if this is a dream or if this is actual projection. So what I do, I summon the moon. It's like my totem, right? So I I try to summon or enforce uh, the moon to appear in this room, like that would be physically impossible to do because it's the bloody moon. You can't just you know. So if the moon appears, like just pops into existence in the same space as I'm in, I'm like, all right, it's a dream. You know, I this is just an um, this is just imagination. This is just an invention. But um, if it doesn't appear. And I, no matter how hard I keep trying and keep keep pushing, and it doesn't appear at all, then I'm more leaning towards likely being actual projection. There's also another thing I've noticed: the difference between dreams and actual projection. You have a sense of kind of. So when I'm attempting to go through walls, in my dream, I go through walls. I walk through them. And that's not a problem. I don't feel anything. When I'm actually projecting, and even yeah, even when I'm, I'm not fully convinced that I am, there's still kind of some semblance of electrical disturbance when I try to walk through matter. I can feel the material of that object passing through my body and it pass, mm. you know, there's this kind of like almost, because even though the actual body may not follow the same laws of physics that our physical bodies do, mm. it still has a degree of material um, 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 what's the right word? It, it's still somewhat corporeal to a degree. You can feel things when you move through them. You can still feel people when you touch them, and they can still feel you. They can. Some people can even react. Psychics usually can react to your presence. So stay away from them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know. Um, <laughs> Stay away from I have a funny story yeah. about that. I actually, I, I sometimes pretend to be a ghost, but that's that's, a, that's again. <laughs> yeah. So 
like you said, that you can touch people. I, I have also heard uh, jumping into dreams, giving people messages. I've heard of yep. Um, yep. being able to actually jump into someone else's body, eat what they're tasting, hear what they hear, see yep. what they see. Um, I've also heard yep. of, there's just a lot I've heard. I honestly, it's like a, it's, I call it a spiritual playground. That's what I call it. Yes. But I, this is the specific question that I really, really want to ask. I've heard that if you ask your project, there's a kind of like a school or place that you can go where you can learn any ability or, or skill that you want. And then it comes consciously back into your mind when you come back on earth. Now, I personally want to learn all my psychic abilities. I'm waiting for my invitation, my acceptance, <laughs> my acceptance letter. <laughs> yeah, but no, I yeah, uh, you are yeah. That that is all that is all correct. And um, though I may not have personally firsthand experience all of those things, it is something that definitely does occur. Um, because not only has it been confirmed by people I've spoken to here on Earth, but also upstairs. So it's you know, there's yeah. a there's a link there. All right, so um, just to tell you a little bit about what I do, um, Alicia mm -hmm. and I are both we are both psychics. And we have mm -hmm. a psychic healing business and Alasia can do uh, dowsing rod readings and she can talk to God directly. Um, and we can actually do a couple questions for you towards the end and sure. you can ask whatever questions you'd like to. Um, right. But so what I do in specific is I'm a hypnotherapist and I run a business uh -huh. where I, I hypnotize people. So when you were saying the term slip away, I was mm -hmm. instantly like, that's literally something that I say on my hypnotherapy. Like yesterday, there's a guy named Tony. Tony, I just met Tony, you know, when you meet somebody and they're just like, you could tell that they're amazing person. Like when you first meet them. So like he had, to, I told him I'd do hypnotherapy and he said, mm -hmm. he, he said, uh, that he said, Oh, I might be interested in that. I could use some motivation. So with hypnotherapy, mm -hmm. you can cure mm -hmm. anything, any mental condition, any, yeah. any, but he's, but he's asking me for motivation. So I go, all right, I can use some motivation, Tony. So I take him in, I count, he comes to my house. I put him under, he, he's pretty good at a lot of, most people, most people are pretty good at um, getting hypnotized. It's just a matter of if you believe that you can be hypnotized. So exactly. So he loved his first session. Fast forward to yesterday. Incredible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Tony had a stroke a couple years ago and he has this mm -hmm. crazy limp, crazy limp, you know, like after the stroke, like his, his knee, his left knee is turned in. His foot oh. is to the point, is to a point, like his toes hit the ground and he limps, yeah. like almost hops. Like it's like a, it's aggressive, oh, you know? So I had yeah. told him on our second session, I go, Tony, you know, we can fix this limp, right? <laughs> and he said, really? And I go, mm -hmm. yeah. yes, we can. <laughs> so I said, I said, Tony, before this session, I want you to accept in your mind that you walk normal. You know how to walk. Yeah. Tell it. Yeah. Tell it mm -hmm. right now. You know how I walk, brother. I'm gonna fix it right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I put them under. And then when I do hypnotherapy, that's something I always say those words go mm -hmm. ahead and slip away. Feel yourself just slip away. Just go. And then I'm, I had them and then do an intense visualization exercise. So what I'm doing during the hypnotherapy is I'm having the brain visualize it walking because it knows how to walk it just forgot yeah it just forgot yeah it had a stroke yeah so i'm like a mm -hmm. lot of energy and i tell them all right every in breath glowing mm -hmm. white aura that's healing the body healing the body you feel that glowing white energy feel that mm -hmm. feel that getting them charged up with that and then i have them all right tony you're walking now <laughs> jog tony Jog, you you can do it. I'm seeing you. Don't do it. Do it. Come on, Tony. Come on, Tony. Good job, Tony. 
this reaffirmation, reaffirmation, yeah, reaffirmation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. I'm like, Tony, run, Tony, run, Tony, run, dude, run. You feel that, Tony? Good job. And I'm like going crazy, like getting all types of energy for him, all types mm-hmm. of energy. I know he can see it in his mind. I know he's gone, another realm. So mm-hmm. Tony, literally, I put him under, he was gone like for an hour and I give him an hour because he told me he only had five minutes he told me he only had five minutes but I'm like the body needs rest right now so I'm yeah. putting the body before what you want to do Tony so an hour goes by and then I literally come in I try to wake him up I go Tony you there he's slumped still deep in the trance still deep mm-hmm. in the trance so when they're yeah. still deep in the trance like that, it's the body telling you we're downloading new code right now and we need yeah. more time. So yes. I told him, I said, Tony, you want to take a nap? He's able to muster uh, like that. So I'm like, all right, Tony, go back to sleep. Slip away, Tony. Slip. Sleep. And then I go outside. I go on the phone. I start talking to like uh, one of my friends, just talking to one of my friends and keeping an eye, eye on him. Three hours it took. It took three hours. Wow. He come up, he wakes up. I see him. I go, hey, Tony, take it easy, buddy. How you feel? You feel good? He said, I feel great. He also has a problem with his throat. And I said, how's that throat feeling? He said, it feels really good. And then I go, I go, Tony, I just did a lot of stuff with your brain, buddy. I need you to just careful, you know, just be slow. And he, he's like, he's a go. He wants to go. He wants to get going. uh, Yeah. yeah, So I'm like, Tony. Like, come back into yourself. I'm like, I still see. And I go, Tony, you can't drive yet. And then I go, you know what, Tony? I'm not going to tell you what to do. I go, I'm not going to tell you what to do, Tony. I'll just follow you. Come on, let's go. So I start following him. Mm-hmm. I didn't even notice it. That's how normal he was walking. I go, Tony, you're walking. And then he goes, oh. And then he like, he starts pacing around. And he's walking normal, no limp. He's been limping for years years and i go i go tony and then he 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 like storms towards me storms towards me and he goes what'd you do to my leg he's all excited he goes what'd you do to my leg i said tony i do nothing to your leg there's nothing wrong with your leg i said Mm -hmm. what happened was you had a stroke because you Mm -hmm. won't stop you won't slow down you're not resting enough and then Mm -hmm. and then he starts walking again and he limped a little bit. And I go, hey, Tony, you're going to limp. Your subconscious mm-hmm. brain has been programmed to believe that it limps. You need to reprogram mm-hmm. it. Be nice. Yeah. Just be nice to yourself, dude. Just, mm-hmm. just say, hey, it's okay, brain. We don't walk like this anymore. I know you're still learning. And I said, walk normal. Go ahead, walk. And he walks normal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, bro, like that's so awesome like that somebody can just set their intention like just set their intention so i Mm. so when you said 50 percent, i bet i can get you to 100 percent oh i i don't doubt it absolutely yeah i yeah it's um yeah it's it's like that that's an amazing that's an amazing um story thank you for sharing um and yeah look i mean the the reason why I, uh, I not to say I'm not open I absolutely am to to uh-huh. expanding that to actually reaching the fullest potential it's um, I do notice that there is sometimes on occasion if I travel too much and too frequently I kind of get a bit of a dissociation between. W- 
physical and astral. So um, this is what my guide told me, this is what Mezzos told me. He said, just do it when you feel you're ready to do it and then and then try. Um, because I, as Tony, when you were telling me, so I, I feel like I'm very much so like him. I'm like very much so go, go, go do it. Like I want to do it all, right? But um you know, it does, it does sometimes have a, I don't want to say a cost, but it does have a, a, an effect where you're like, am I actually in my actual, you kind of get confused sometimes you're like, oh, yeah. Wait, uh, oh yeah, I'm in my physical body, right? It <laughs> <That> makes <laughs> sense. Like that moment confusion, but, um, but yeah, we'll definitely talk more about that and um, see what we can uh, muster up. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. I, and I would, um, I would love to make you a custom meditation even just for you to try, okay. like, because Cause I don't even need to be there. Like it's, hey, I don't need to be there. Like I just need to like, put some nice you music just, on. Just get your, yeah, yeah, rent your mind right. I'd love to do that for you. And I would Absolutely. love to do a thousand rod reading for you. I also, cause Jordan was sharing his gifts. So I was going to share mine that I can, uh, I, del- I developed the awaken abilities of seeing auras, telekinesis, cloud bursting, mm-hmm. connecting to spirit with like divination tools. Um, I'm still mm-hmm. a beginner in tarot. Uh, I just need to build up my intuition, but dowsing rock readings and uh, yeah, so it's, it's like, I'm also kind of in that moment where, you know, I only really started receiving these gifts since, um, January. So I'm still kind of fresh, but I also have so much belief in myself. I can do anything like I can literally split and delete a cloud. So for me, that's like confirmation, like, okay, you are God. Like you're just consciousness. Yeah. This is just experience. You're creating reality. You know, you know, don't take anything too personal or serious. Just have fun. It's a game, you know, just play around. Like this is just an experience. So I think it's like very important to, like you said, how Mezareth and um, how other uh, extraterrestrial will share the insight to um, kind of build that awareness, you know, yes. uh, to create more of a peaceful environment. So they, so we can reach the potential yes. that they want to reach and for yeah. me that's kind of what I'm like feeling I'm like a healer I'm here to spread that spiritual insight and guidance to help other people create like a peaceful and loving um experience for themselves because that's how I feel it's like all love and involvement there's no in between yeah. you know like we're just living experiences back to back to back so yeah I think it's very important to like get the messages out there you know to earth that be open-minded just believe we don't have to even make you believe in certain of experiences that we've experienced but of just be that's and that's what and that's something uh, and I haven't forgotten your question don't worry I, I, I I'm um, I will I'll, I'll answer in a sec but that what you said just just then um yeah, absolutely. I, something I've always said, I've, I'm not looking for people to believe me. I'm looking for people to listen to me. Um, yeah. It's not yes. about, yeah, it's not about being, I don't really look. It's, it's always nice to, I suppose it's nice to have somebody who'd be like, yeah, I, I trust in your uh, uh, rationality. I trust in your sensibility. I trust in your, your experience. But unfortunately, we um, are living in a in a world where unfortunately it has a lot of lies in it, and I can appreciate some people who are not as uh, uh, aware as as we are uh, to be ske- naturally skeptical of, of of these experiences. But the thing is, it's about I believe from from what I have learned over the years is selecting the right people to mm-hmm. open up to. You know, if you, you know, uh, sometimes there are some people who are just walls 
And if you keep batter, you know, if you keep slamming at that wall all the time, trying to get them to to, to convince them that you uh, to convince them of your truth, um, you're only going to be meeting heartache. And unfortunately, you know, you've got better things to do. Yes, <laughs> I've really I told um, yeah. a lot of people that I was saying that I'm not going to waste time trying to convince people of my gifts. I rather surround myself with people who actually will be open-minded. Now, I don't mind yeah. if they don't believe me too much, as long as you're mm-hmm. open-minded, because I'm not going to go, like you said, communicate with a wall. It wastes my energy and it, it, yeah. it kind of just drains me. And it's also creating conflict. And I'm, I'm trying to like resolve all the conflict, create peace, not that's right. keep, mm-hmm. you know, making them that's feel. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of yeah. how I feel. That one. Um, so I'll just summarize yeah. about, um, you know, the, the school, the actual school about learning all the abilities. Well, um, from what my guides have told me um, and from what I have personally experienced as well, we are, we are all omniscient. And I can appreciate um, some people being like, what are we? well, we are all pieces of a, of a greater consciousness and uh, we already know everything. It's just, it can take a lifetime and sometimes several lifetimes to be able to access all those bits of knowledge. All these abilities that uh, people are trying to attain, trying to learn, we, it's already there. It already exists. You just have to know how to pick at it to actually get to it you know, to actually use it, to, to make it a manifest it into your reality. We already have it. We are all tiny gods in many ways. Yeah. So to clarify that if I do somehow I should project to the school, which is really where I want to go, that I will be able to like obtain these gifts and it will still be present when I come back to my body. Or is it going to be like where it only manifests through time until I get it? That's a great question. I can say sometimes I have, I do struggle sometimes to re- um, recollect every single astral experience I have, um, I have had while in my, my physical body. So to be able to pull all that information in and deposit it back into your physical brain, tangible body um, can be sometimes difficult because the, it's, it's overwhelming information. And our brains, unfortunately, like our brains are fantastic. Our brains are, are wonderful machines, bio machines, mm-hmm. but they're limited. And yeah. you got to remember that you still have to work within the confines of certain things. The brain struggles to re- have uh, to remember information that it has not physically experienced. Because when you see something, when you touch something, when you hear something, it gets encoded into memory, into your brain. But when you're astrally traveling, the physical brain is not part of it. So mm-hmm. when you do try, when you do get those trickles, those droplets of information to come back in, you're lucky, really, because sometimes it just doesn't come in. I, I can say I've traveled more times than I remember because I sometimes just, I just don't have the storage capacity and, yeah. the, and the weight to remember yeah. everything. Doesn't mean we shouldn't try, guys. Doesn't mean we shouldn't try. <laughs> Always yeah. try. Be curious. You know what? I've got some stories about Mesmer. <laughs> so with the conferences, uh, we do Q's, Q's and A's with uh, Mesmer. And um, now I'm not a channeler, uh, but I'm just an interpreter, I guess you could say, uh, would be probably more appropriate because I have to uh, interpret the conversations that Mesmer has uh, with, sometimes with myself and you know answering questions other people have for him. And I have to put it in a linear 
logical <laughs> line in for the sake of our limited language. Yeah. <laughs> it's always easy. <laughs> it is it is troublesome. So um, in the Q's and A's, uh, Steve, who uh, is the one who's asking the questions for Mesreth, and um, I speak on Mesreth's behalf, I apply on Mesreth's behalf, and it's funny because Steve some, it tells me that he doesn't even think about the questions. He, these questions come to him and he doesn't know how they come to him. And um, Mesros made a comment saying, well, I'm actually asking the questions. And I'm like, so are you talking to yourself? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, got a, I got a quote that's for that. So mm -hmm. there's a quote from this book called Conversations with God. This mm -hmm. guy named Neil Walsh is asking God questions and God's mm -hmm. answering back in his head. Yeah. He said, mm -hmm. God, how do I know the difference between my voice and your voice? And God said, there's no difference. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, because God, God is Dream. like when your spirit guides send you guidance they'll send it through thought but you won't be able to decipher um some people you know they actually can decipher the message but for some who are you know not so aware it just comes as like a, just a thought stream and it's just like a little code and then you know you won't recognize it so but the way that you said Mesereth, he, he was asking himself questions and then just answering yeah. it that's yeah. funny mm -hmm. yeah that's well, awesome he's I mean, <laughs> you know, he's a, he's, he's, he's a, as I say, he's a very interesting, he's a very interesting character to say the least. He's, um, <laughs> yeah, I can go into, yeah, I, I we'll, we'll save it for another, for another, for another chat, but um, yeah. he is a very uh, wise, patient, um, very aware individual, but he has a sense of humor and he's not ashamed really to be, um, I don't know. He's just, he has no shame. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how to explain I love it. That. Like, <laughs> I love that though. No shame. Be yourself. That's a, low, that's a really okay. low vibrational energy. Oh man. You know what? Actually, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. And it so Mesreth has a particular soft soft spot for the rebels, for the rejects, for the misfits of society. And he actually has um, a very interesting interpretation from a lot of people who are self-proclaimed to be very highly evolved and advanced. You know, the, the very arrogant types, you, you, know, you know who I'm talking about, right? And the ones who are like holier than thou kind of kind of uh, groups of people, which I, I don't have time for. Um, nobody does because you know don't want to listen to that. Um, and I asked Mesbeth like, why don't you talk to them? Like you know, I'm I'm really like a nobody. You know, why don't you you know spend more time with these uh, this this group over here instead? Because you know there's so much you know there's so much more evolved. And he said. Well, if you're perfect, you don't need me. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so I suppose uh, the fact that he's around me a lot it heavily implies that I'm incredibly flawed, which I have to accept. <laughs> As we uh, all are. At least, hey, but at least he loves you and is willing to guide you and be like one of your best friends and in, in life. Uh, no, not perfect. I think that's beautiful to have a friend like that. Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely i and i'm i'm very lucky i i, I suppose that i do give him grief sometimes and he gives me grief but um 
Oh, look, I, I, I'll admit, I mean, he, he's um, in contact with a lot of people, not just myself. I, I'm, not, I'm not claiming Mesworth because I have no ownership of him or of any other being. Um, yeah. But um, I have seen him interact. I have known people who ha he has interacted with mm -hmm. to have that same kind of, um, to, yeah. to uh, validate those experiences. So it's very heartwarming. So he's not, you know... He he's just around. He's just a guy that likes to hang around, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that though. He's just there. I love it. He's just there, you know? yeah. So so we we really appreciate you coming on. Like I this I'm gonna ride this wave for the rest of the day. Like I'm so high right now. Like I so know. this was awesome. This was awesome. Like thank you so much for like coming on and like we definitely look forward to like collabing in the future. Maybe we can do some TikTok lives or something and answer questions for people. Sure, yeah. that that would be fantastic. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I, I don't think I've done that yet. That'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I'd love to mm -hmm. also just chat anytime. You're so amazing. I love yeah. your energy. Oh, thank you. Nice, too. nice I, talking I, to you and having you around and sharing your I, insight and your stories. I'm really happy you came on the podcast. Blessings. Really grateful. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate this. Uh, it's um, yeah, this was this was really heartwarming and um, very enjoyable. And um, yeah, it's really really nice to see um, more people, you know, like who understand. You know, it, it's it's um, don't have to. Yeah, you just get it. And yeah. That's something that like you know is sorely uh, underestimated and um, underappreciated I think with a, a lot of people in our kind of sphere really um, just you don't have to explain you they just get it you just get it that's it and yeah. I, I want to extend my appreciation and thanks to this opportunity I really you know this is I, I feel like I met friends you know <laughs> yes new friends hey let me ask you one more question what spiritual advice would you give to little you Oh man. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. All right. I have one. Um, comparing yourself to other people will make you miserable. Be you don't, don't try to don't get your validation from other people because you will always be disappointed. And um yeah that's it that's just that's it yeah yeah <laughs> can't, well, can't end it on anything better than that yeah, yeah. honestly that was great advice your little you would be so proud of you right now oh man <laughs> i'd be like a, yeah i mean i wish i had me I, I wish i had little me as my daughter that would be like i wish i was all over again <laughs> hey maybe you can astral project and talk to yourself from the past oh yeah you know what that is a good idea you know what i'm gonna and, and maybe you might be able to change maybe you might be able to change this timeline by talking to yeah because <laughs> you know so, you know like with reiki yeah. you can heal like different ages of you but i know in the spiritual realm you actually can meet your uh future or past self so you right. should do that actually and tell us about it yeah. after yeah that'd be awesome that would be great. Thank you for that advice, guys. That that I yeah. hadn't like. I mean, I knew that was a possibility. I just never considered it. See, this is what I mean. We, I, I need like I need help. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm looking forward to connecting with you more. Thank yes. you so much. Thank you, guys. you, so, Thank you so much, Lena. All right. God bless. Me. Bless you. Too. Thank Thank you. Good day, guys. Bye. Bye. Good day. Bye.